0: This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Good morning, everybody. I hope the day is well for you. I can't believe it's the last day of January 2022. Wow. Where'd it go already? So how's the month going to close out for you guys? Did you make your goals? Now's time to push the crew through to the end of the month and uh, make sure that you're sharing your goals for February with them. We always want to make sure that we share them before we go in and close out the month really, really well and make sure that we have a meeting and finish, finish talking about January. As you get into today's episode, you may know somebody in your network who can benefit from what I'm talking about today. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. All right. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where we work hard to support your financial success. If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk shop, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com, okay? Before we get started with Episode 45, Rocket Fuel, Chapters 4 through 7, I'd like to take a quick second to give a shout out and thank our sponsor, AutoLeap. Are you looking to grow your auto repair shop? If so, AutoLeap is a modern cloud-based shop management software that keeps your existing customers coming back while making it easier to win a new audience and drive significant growth. AutoLeap allows you to keep complete track of your shop, from scheduling appointments to managing technicians and generating invoices. It doesn't get any better than AutoLeap, the leader in auto repair software. AutoLeap helps you grow, is easy to use, and builds customer trust, make your customers happier, your repair shop more profitable, and your life easier. All with AutoLeap. Check them out at www.autoleap.com to see for yourself. I'm also going to provide that link in the show notes. If you found yourself asking Chris, what the heck is rocket fuel? And you didn't listen to my thoughts on chapters one through three, then I want you to pause this one and go back and listen to episode 42 and then come back to, to it. Okay. Also, I'm going to post a rocket fuel assessment test in the show notes. So make sure you go there. I'm also going to include a link to Rocket Fuel University, it's um, free. You're not obligated to sign up. I'm sure they're going to send you, try to send you a sales pitch or whatever, but there's there's some free groups and things you can take advantage of. So if you're in the beginning stage of this, check the show notes, click on those links and go and see where you're at. Feel free to shoot me an email and send me a screenshot how your assessment came out. So if any of you are wondering, I came out as a, a 98 as a visionary and a 75 as an integrator. uh, I'm not really sure what that means. I know I'm distracted a lot and I have a lot of ideas. So maybe that's what it's telling me. So here we go. Let's go. Let's let's get in and get going. Chapter four is really all about the accountability chart. The accountability charts, uh, an organizational chart that forces you to be intentionally proactive about your structure in instead of reactively adapting a structure to fit your current people. Also, if you're following along, the accountability chart's on page 71. The chart stems from a a belief that there's only three major functions in any business. Number one, sales and marketing, and that generates business. Number two, operations provides the service or manufactures the product and takes care of the customer. Number three, finance and administration manages the money flowing in and out, as well as the infrastructure. All of those are important. I really like this because it talks about money flowing in and out, which feeds into my auto shop profits and cash flow vision and, and dream I have for every shop owner, business owner out there. If you haven't heard about that or don't know, uh, please let me know. You can shoot me an email. In chapter five, we get into the five rules. In your business, you need core alignments in your visionary integrator relationship in order to harness the, the power of that unique combination. So rule one is stay on the same page, and the way you accomplish this is is through the same page meeting. You list all your issues, concerns, ideas, disconnects, and once you've built that full list, then you talk about them, communicate over it, discuss and solve them. Rule number two, no and runs. This one's really important. It's essential for the visionary or the integrator to not impede the effectiveness of the other. And how you know when that happens is, is an end run happens when an employee goes around a manager to complain or get a better, different answer to his problem. So it's not necessarily you end running each other. It's other people end running you to get to the other and not allowing that to happen. Rule number three, the integrator is the tiebreaker, which I find quite interesting but the, the basic rule of thumb is that the sales leader owns decisions on sales issues. The operations leader owns operations issues and so on. But the integrator handles day-to-day cross-departmental bottlenecks by, dis- by guiding decision making. All right. So each person is responsible, but in the end, the integrator is the tiebreaker. Rule number four, you are an employee when working in the business. If you're a visionary or an integrator and also the owner... You have to recognize that your role as an owner is very different from your role as an employee. A feeling of owner's entitlement can often create tremendous disruption in the organization. Okay, so you you have to set those two roles apart. Rule number five, maintain mutual respect. As this dynamic visionary integrator duo, you have to mutually respect each other. Can't be faked. The one is able to recognize it in the other. And if you don't respect it, if your moral compasses don't align, then then you have to to go further. Okay, cut the tie, cut the cord, move on. So that's it for chapter five. Now we get into chapter six, finding each other. Choosing an integrator is really, really hard work and it takes time. So before you begin the process You need to make sure you're ready to commit, just like anything in life. If you're going to do it, then jump in and commit. You must be able to financially afford it. And psychologically, you have to be ready to let some of the control go. And you have to be ready to work fewer hours and ready to be you 100%. This is the real you. So chapter seven is maybe one of the hardest chapters as far as what it talks about. And chapter seven is patience. As visionaries, we don't have a lot of patience because we're always bouncing from one thing to the next. So if you join forces with an integrator and your your eyes are wide open and you bring discipline focus to implementing the accountability chart and the five rules, you will survive the ramp up stage. If you embrace it and you follow the steps, you'll survive the ramp up. Okay, be patient. The visionary integrator duo is one of the most important important things for taking a company to greatness. This is what the book taught me, right? Is one person can't do it all typically. And, And even though I scored a 98 and a 75, I live in that 98 world and not the 75. I'm a 98 in my business and I'm a 75 when I'm helping you coach your business. That's the integrator for helping you guys and lady shop owners out there. Okay. At the end of the book, there's also a bonus chapter: five tools for for you to use. Um, tool number one is the accountability chart that I mentioned in chapter four. Again, it's on page 71 for those of you that have the book. Tool number two: the core questions, which are question one: What are your core values? Question two: What is your core focus? And I really like what they do next. Because instead of looking, I always look short-term and build it out long-term, but I'm going to start doing this with clients. Uh, The next question is, Is what is your 10-year target? What do things look like 10 years from now? And then we take back and look at the next step. And the question four is, who is your ideal customer and what is the most appealing message to them? And then we keep pulling the focus back in. We looked at the 10-year, we identified who our customer was and what the most appealing question Question five, what is your three-year picture? What does that look like? So we went from 10, we down to three. And then finally, question six, what is your your one-year plan? And move it back that way. Tool number three is the 90-day world for focus. It's great to talk about all of these 10-year, three-year, one-year, but what are you going to do in the next 90 days? What are you focusing on for the next 90 days? And then you roll out for that 90 days, for the next 90 days. Tool number four is the weekly level 10 meeting. So this is to keep the circles connected. The great thing about this meeting and all meetings, we got to have an agenda, right? And so the people that are in this meeting, this is held with the visionary, the integrator, and any others on the leadership team. This meeting should have five criteria to be successful. It's the same day every week, it's the same time every week, it has the same printed agenda every week and it starts on time and ends on time. And tool number 5 at the back of the the book is co- is called the scorecard. And so this is the accountability piece. This is you know, I'm a firm believer if we track and measure things, we can change anything. This is the tracking and measuring piece that holds you accountable. So whatever goals you have, whatever written written numbers you're trying to achieve anything like this, we write them down, did we make it? we put it on the scorecard. I also talk about a scorecard for success a lot and that this would be the same thing. Did we successfully achieve what we were talking about? In the beginning, I mentioned goals for January and what's coming up in February. This is the same thing. When you set goals with your with your people, then that's what we're driving for and that's what we're trying to hold people accountable to. So that brings us to the end of this book. I really enjoyed this book. And if it's something that... Everybody wants to do more often, then we'll pick a book. If you want to send a topic in, feel free Feel free to do that, and we'll do it some more. The other thing I want to say is I wish I had time or I wish I made time to sit down and write a book and put all of my thoughts in a book. Personally, I don't know where I would get it. I don't have the time. But a good friend of mine, Brian Walker from Shop Marketing Pros, just came out with a book that he wrote. I think it's 160 pages, and it's the Shop Marketing guide to auto repair shops. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes as well. I personally haven't gotten my copy. I've spent a lot of time with Brian. I'm I'm 100% sure it will be a great, great book. And if you're interested in that, just click on the link, fill out the, the submittal form, and they'll shoot you a copy for free, no charge. Hey, everybody. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to listen. If you haven't found us on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify and followed us for free, then why not? It is free after all. If you are listening in on Apple, Spotify, or some other app, I'd love it if you could leave a review. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from Autofix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you are eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me, chris at autofixsos.com, or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Time to get out and rise and grind, everybody. Finish the month off strong. Have a great week, everybody.